Music is the divine language of the heart. It helps us realize a fundamental truth of our human nature. When we are moved by a song's essence, its treble, its bass, its rhythm, its lyrics, its passion, and its depth, we understand that man must explore. And this is exploration at its greatest. Get ready as we launch into song exploration. Welcome to Song Exploration. We're excited to be here with my beautiful co-host. Catalina. And this is Raphael. And we're super excited to break down the song tonight called Don't Wait by X's. But Catalina has a little bit of history on the song because it is a cover. So this song was originally written by Chris Caraba and sung by Dashboard Confessional way back in 2006. Um, But... Since then, uh, this newer group, who I think is only a couple years old, uh, X's did a cover on it. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, Catalina introduced me to X's, and they have a song called Taxi, which is just a cool tune. But this is a song we're doing, Don't Wait, um, that we discovered. And Catalina, you want me to kick off or you want to kick off? You can go ahead and start us off. Okay. So we're going to break down the different parts of the song, but... At the end of this podcast, you can listen to the song. So let's just get to the first verse. But on the cover version by Exus, it it kind of has this sound that I think is just cool. It's like, uh, uh. what it reminds me right off the bat is kind of like an emergency room. Like I, I get when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's an interesting way to start a song. But it, it almost is like alarming, and it gets your it gets your attention, and it almost puts you in that spot. Like if you've ever been seen a movie, or if you've ever had you know the misfortune, or had a tragedy or a near tragedy when someone goes to a hospital, and you know they're in an emergency room, or if there's a it just it makes you think like wow, this is vital. So they open their version that way. The original version does not open that way. Well, the original version is much more upbeat. This one's much more solemn. And right. serious is not the right word, but it's it's more it's, solemn. It's, it's more awesome. raw. It's more... It, <laughs> yeah. You can set to your point. It's raw. It starts out very... Powerful. You can feel the emotion of the song feel even it. before they start saying anything. Right. And there's a sadness to it. Mm. Like there's a, it's a, it's not, <laughs> it doesn't start out like a happy song. It's, it's, it's there's a sadness it's to deep. it, you know? Yeah. It's very deep, very deep. Just from the emotion of the song, I was talking to a friend and they were talking about, you know, sometimes I don't listen to the lyrics. I just feel the song. The feeling of the song is deep, but the lyrics are super deep. So mm-hmm. we're going to get it to it. So, well, and, and Allie McDonald, who's the, the female singer of The Exes, her voice is so, like, angelic. Mm-hmm. It just plays really well That's a great with way to this say song. It. Yeah. Whereas, funny enough, I actually think, like, it doesn't fit with Chris Carrappa. <laughs> It doesn't fit well. I agree. Which he actually has a part in this song, so his part. But with the like the more upbeat, like to your point, well, it just it seems like it doesn't fit. Actually, <laughs> so funny enough. So I never had listened to the original of Dashboard Confessionals and Chris, um, the original version. But after I heard that, 
I agree with what Catalina's saying. I, I don't think he's the original author of the song. He wrote a beautiful but, song. But I didn't, I, it wasn't as impressed with the way Exus does it. And he even said in an interview, he's like, they even do it better than I did. Wow, yeah, he says cool. that, which is really cool. And, but he has a line on their version, on Exus' version. He has the second line. Um, and, I like the way he sings in, in their version. I, I think it fits really mm. nicely. So yeah, no, it's I, I think overall a little bit more solemn like approach to this song fits better. Right. Whereas the other one is a little bit more fast and upbeat. Right. And it just it feels like wearing a prom dress to go play tennis. Like it just doesn't fit the situation. <laughs> yeah. It just seems kinda awkward. Whereas yeah. I think that it's really, really beautiful the way they do it. Um, you know, yeah. So they kind of start with this, oh, oh. <laughs> You going to sing it for us? It, it starts like that. You hear that beep noise that I told you about. Now, here's the first verse. The sky glows. I see it shining when my eyes close. I hear your warnings, but we both know I'm going to look at it again. So... I don't know if Catalina knows where I'm going with this. I think I gave her a hint when I told her I wanted to do this song weeks ago, but she might have forgotten. So immediately, this reminds me of Plato's Allegory of the Cave. And on another show Catalina and I were doing on another podcast, uh, Catalina talked about this, brought this up when we were talking about some topic. I can't even remember what the topic was, but she brought it up. And I know she and I are, are big fans of Plato's Allegory of the Cave, but... This reminds me of that. And Catalina, do you want to give a little overview of Plato's Allegory of the Cave? Because I love the way you, you describe it, if you don't <laughs> sure. mind. So um, I would ask our listeners to just maybe look it up because it's like a couple paragraphs long. It's, it's a simple read. But basically, it's this um, analogy where you have these people who from birth are kept, have been kept deep down in this cave where there's no natural light. And they are chained to the floor in a way that they can't move. They can't even turn their heads. And behind them is a fire. And so essentially it's casting shadows on the wall. So the concept is that they've lived their whole lives thinking that the shadow figures they see on the wall are them. Like they are the shadow. They don't think there's any more reality to these people in the shadows. And it's this whole concept of where... The, the difficulty of change when their chains have been removed and they can turn their head and they can see each other and eventually wander out of this cave and how it's change is really can be really traumatic to somebody. The deeper the concept is, like the deeper rooted it is, the harder it is that changes. And so it talks about not just the mental like fear that comes from that, but also the emotional trauma that comes from that, you know, talks about like the pain in turning the neck for the first time and the pain in their eyes burning when they see sunlight for the first time and how they can't rush out into the sunlight because literally their eyes can't see because it's, it's, it hasn't gotten, gotten acclimated to it. So it's just, yeah, that's kind of the concept. Beautiful. And so if you think of the lyrics, the sky glows, I see it shining when my eyes close. So for me, it reminds me of sitting in that cave stuck, but you're, you're seeing your first glimpse, light is coming and you see it. I hear your warnings. Now in the cave, there were many people in the cave and some people 
saw the light and they started thinking like, I'm going to leave the cave, right? Instead of just looking at the shadows all their life. Because they living in a cave, just looking at shadows is not life, but you've grown accustomed to that. So to me, it's something you don't want to face. You don't want to deal with, but there's something edging you on inside your inner intuition, a higher power. There's a force telling you, I have to face this. I'm going to do it. Even though you have that other part of you, the pessimistic side or the side that's afraid, the side that doesn't want to go too deep, the side that doesn't want to let go, the side that kind of want to stays in the matrix. Remember the movie, The Matrix, Mm -hmm. right? Doesn't want to really face what's going on. There's an interesting acronym just for the word fear that popped in my head, Catalina, and I'm going to go there. Um, And one is, (laughs) I'm not going to say the curse word, but for fear, F-E-A-R-F, F everything and run. I don't want to deal with my feelings. I don't want to deal with my fears. And the other one is face everything and recover, right? And so I think what I see in the first verses is this inner intuition and the, the sun is shining, the sky is glowing. The warnings are saying, no, 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 don't, don't. Just stay safe. Just stay safe. And she says, but we both know I'm going to look at it again. So she's gaining courage to look at the, the sunlight and face the light, to walk into the light, walk into the truth, no matter how painful. Um, anything you want to touch on in that first verse? Yeah, actually, I had a little bit of a different, different take on it. Um, so I was, you know, thinking about this and it kind of was to me almost like, like she sees this maybe grass is greener situation. Mm. And like when she closes her eyes, she sees this imaginative life where life is perfect. You know, like whatever problems, I kind of feel like it's people going through a relationship, going through issues and she's closing her eyes and she's seeing like this, this Mm. rosy state of being in this better place. And that's where I think the warnings where he's like, you know, the grass isn't greener, like every relationship has problems and, and, you know, it's worth it to kind of work it out type thing, maybe. And so those are the warnings that she's hearing, but she's saying, you know, but she's tempted to like dream for that different life. Right, exactly. So I don't know, that's kind of like my take on it is it it, kind of seems like that first part where she's maybe really unhappy where she's at and they're in a tough place and they don't know if they're going to recover from that or their relationship's going to recover from that. And so she's tempted to dream of something different and kind of fantasize about it than be where she is in this mess of a relationship and, and maybe we're saving and he's trying to, you know, or maybe whoever, like maybe her friends and family are, you know, I don't know, the warnings in her head, she's hearing like, maybe I shouldn't throw this away, but we both know, like, I'm going to keep fantasizing about this because things are really tough right now. I don't know. It's a kind like of a it. different take on I it. I like it, Catalina. You know what? And just like Amazon, when they started <laughs> off as a little bookstore, and then they eventually had taken over the world buying supermarkets <laughs> and this and that, I'm going to tie your take and my take together because I like your take. is different than mine, but there's it's similar as well because when you're describing she's she there's some pain that she's dealing with with I call the cave and she's imagining something better and the boyfriend I believe from listening to you is kind of saying you know like don't worry about it he's dismissing it like just let it go those fantasies this is the way it is and she's like no this I have to trust my intuition anyways I feel we can 
I feel our two positions can be married, mm-hmm. or at least date. <laughs> All right. You want to go to the chorus? Yeah. So the chorus is, don't wait, don't wait. The road is now a sudden sea, and suddenly you're deep enough to let your armor down. And it repeats that verse three times. So don't wait, going back to my initial take, like don't stay in the cave. Face what you have to face, even though it's tough. The road is now a sudden sea, like it's rocky, it's a wavy sea, but still you're deep enough. You have the strength to let your armor down and really dive in deep and look at what's really going on on the inside. Whatever that happens to be, deal with it, feel it, process it, stop suppressing it, stop ignoring it. That's what it speaks to me. Um, but I'm super interested to hear what your take, Catalina. Yeah, this is interesting. I, I'm a little, I, I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but I, I think, you know, this is still Allie McDonald singing this part. So it's still the, the, the female voice. And I don't know if they, the way they divided up the lyrics, I don't know if it's kind of meant to be this conversation between Chris and Allie, but, um, she's still saying this part. And I, I think... You know, the road is now a sudden sea. I try to think of what that could mean. And I think it's, it feels uncertain. It feels like you can't run, like you're kind of stuck in it. Um, you could be sinking. Like Plato's allegory of the cave? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> you could be, you know, stuck in it. You could be sinking. You could be, you know, not be able to swim. You could be drowning in it. You could just not be able to really move. It could be really um, chaotic. Like the sea could be really rough. But it's interesting because I would see that as like, I don't know, it's it's too late, like something bad is happening. But then she says, and suddenly you're deep enough to lay your armor down. Almost like, you know, it's almost like um, sometimes we are reluctant to show our true selves mm. until we are literally cornered mm. and we have no other option where we're finally like, okay, I can't fight this anymore. I might as well surrender over and show who I really am because what else do I have to lose and what other choice do I have? But until you get to that point, you know, and so I wonder if that's kind of what's happening where, you know, they're going through this turmoil with their relationship. But at this point, it's like maybe part of the difficulty of the relationship is that one of them or both of them hasn't been as honest with the other or as real with the other or, you know, disclosed as much of themselves as the other. And so it's kind of like at that point where what else do you have to lose or what what other option do you have besides completely giving up? Like this is the last resort type thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's kind of what I was I was thinking a little bit. But it's it's pretty deep. I'd, I'd be super curious um, to hear from Chris as to what he was thinking when, when he, he was writing that. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing, too, because... Chris, you're welcome to come on our podcast. And talk about it anytime. And excess. Yes. Right? Exes. Yeah, excess. Exes. Yes. Exes. Come on, baby. Come on. I really like excess. I like almost all of their songs. Oh, they're so good. They They've are got so great. Such, she's got such Your a voice, pretty voice. Allie McDonald. I love her voice. She's like, it beautiful. penetrates my soul. Yeah. I well, love her voice. Well, she knows what to sing to, it's right? Because it's not just me. about having some powerful voice. Oh my gosh. Because her voice is, it's not super powerful. Like it's not Mariah Carey, right? 
but she knows what to sing, right. and it just so compliments oh. her voice so well. It's really beautiful. And the, and the other gentleman who's like her counterpart producer, he's fantastic too, and he has Ooh, a really do a cool great job. YouTube I'm super interview about how they got started and stuff. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's they're really like cool. buddies in college. Yeah, and yeah. yeah I love them. I think they're. Fa- I hope they blow up, and I think they but, are talented enough. They should. Oh, totally. I mean, Taylor Swift liked one of their songs on yeah, her playlist. It was the. Uh, Taylor Swift playlist, yeah. right? Yeah, you showed me. But it was, what was the song? Taxi. Taxi, yeah. that's right, yeah. It's a powerful song. And and also, um, really sexy song as well. It's, just, a, just, it's, it's, it's a romantic song. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. Anyways. <laughs> um, so verse you gotta two. You got to remember, because you're saying how uh, they singing it back and forth to each other. And his original song, it's, it's the same lyrics. Person, yeah. So it's one person. Um, but that's an interesting take on it, right? So, okay, let's go to the verse that Chris sings, and I'll start. So it says, well, you get one look. I'll show you something that the knife took a bit too early for my own good. Now, let's not speak of this again. And I love this as well, because the knife, first of all, he doesn't want to show. I'll give you one look. I'm going to let you in a little bit. I'll show you something that the knife took. Now, to me, the knife represents some kind of trauma, some kind of pain, something he doesn't want to look at, something he's afraid to show. And it and he says it happened to him a bit too early for his own good. To me, it speaks of like a childhood trauma or something that happened, you know, when he was innocent. And he shows he shows this person he's being vulnerable. It's very difficult for anybody to be vulnerable. No one's great at it. We're not, you know, we, we do our best and we get better. Now let's not speak of this again. Um, and then you go back to the, the chorus. chorus, which is once again, don't wait, don't wait. The road is now a sudden sea. You're deep enough. Like Catalina was saying, you have the courage, even though you don't think you can look at this again, even though you don't want to face this to let your armor down and wait till we get to some of the ending verses. It even speaks to that even more, but I don't want to jump ahead. Catalina on that second verse by Chris. Yeah. See, I actually think it makes more sense having it sung by these two different people and kind of having it be a conversation back and forth. It's interesting. Then the original with one person singing, because I think that it fits perfectly. I think the first, first verse is talking about that, like, kind of in the middle of this miserableness and maybe dreaming of, like, this fantasy life where all the problems just disappear and then then telling the other person, you know, about um, maybe it, that you're, you're at your wit's end, you're at your last place, like, you're, you know, you're stuck, um, you're deep enough now to lay your armor down, like, be real with me. And I think that it makes sense that Chris Caraba's second verse... Is basically saying, okay, fine. Like I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna show you, like this super intimate part of myself, which he refers to, like what the knife took. Wow. You know, but he's still nervous, and so he's like, I'm gonna show you, but I don't want to like talk about this every Saturday night. Like I'm gonna show you this once, <laughs> and then I don't want to talk about it again. You know, because we're here in this vulnerable space or whatever, and maybe I have, I feel like I have no other options with this relationship, and so he's saying, now let's not speak of this again. And then um, she, Allie McDonald, again sings the chorus, and so. I don't know. I think it, it kind of makes sense as like a conversation between two people. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it flows really nicely. 
I love your take, Catalina, and I think it's beautiful <laughs> the way you interpret it. That's the beauty of music. It's the beauty of songs. It's 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 it can speak to many different things. I can't remember if it was was it Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. There was someone they were interviewing, and they were like, "What did you mean by this?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know what the hell this stuff means." Like, or maybe it was it was Counting Crows. Counting Crows lead singer was saying that, but a lot of times they'll say like, "I don't want to interpret it for my fans because." What you all interpret it for yourselves is really important. So it can have multiple meanings. And if it wasn't for the fact that Chris and um, the band... Uh, Dashboard Confessionals. That's right. <laughs> if it wasn't for Dashboard Confessionals doing this first and him singing the whole song himself, I would totally go with that. But you're right. It works beautifully the way you're saying. I mean, it really goes that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, so then the bridge. Yeah, so the bridge. Um, don't wait, don't wait. The lights will flash and fade away. The days will pass you by. Don't wait to let your armor down, to let your armor down. And that's pretty much it. It says to let your armor down one, two, three, four, five times. And so I feel that reinforces at least... Actually, both yours and mine, but I'll start with mine and I'll let you finish yours. But, you know, the Plato's allegory of the cave, like the lights will flash and fade away. The days will pass you by. Stop waiting. Come out of the cave. Face the trauma. Move on. Heal. Do the work. Do what you got to do. You have everything. You're worth it um, to live for. Go for it. Don't, you know, don't chicken out. Don't suppress it, et cetera, et cetera. Catalina, your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting because the uh, original music video from Dashboard Confessional is is kind of this, um, you know, he in the very beginning, he's sitting on the bed and his girlfriend walks out and you kind of feel like maybe they had a fight or something. And then it's kind of him watching time speed up and pass him by really fast to the point where he's looking at a city and the whole city just kind of crumbles to the ground and, um, you know, grass and fields and stuff grow up in, in their place and there's nothing left except for him in this field. And then it rewinds and it goes back to him being in the bedroom with his girlfriend and she leaves, but he goes after her. And so I think, you know, the, the underlying, um, the the underlying thing that the song message, this song's trying to communicate is, you know, that life will pass you by like those moments to be vulnerable, won't be there forever. And, Things will move on whether you are ready for them to move on or not. So take advantage of the present moment. Um, and, and, you know, take, take like, what is that? Like seize the moment, you know, seize the fact that you're in this situation. And it's interesting because Allie McDonald sings the bridge. And again, I think it's almost kind of like her confirming the first part of the song where she's even saying, I think it's super fascinating because she talks about the sky glowing and how she's kind of seeing this and her eyes are closed in the very first verse. And so it's like, she's seeing that lighter place, like when she closes her eyes. And I think it's super interesting that now she's saying the lights will flash and fade away. And so Mm. I think she's kind of like, she's even coming to like this. It's a fantasy. It's not real, like that perfect life where there's no problems and whatever. And so she's kind of recommitting herself to this relationship of like, you know, let's not wait. Let's not wait. Like, I, you know, the day's going to pass us by. We, this is worth fighting for type thing. And then she sings that to lay your armor down multiple times. 
the kind of ties like the song with a bow, you know, <laughs> it like finishes it off. And the cool thing, and we we would love to hear from you all, what does the song speak to you? Yeah. Because even the stuff that my interpretation of it, that's what it speaks to me. That's what it makes me think of. That's why I love the song. It's an encouragement song to not wear a mask, to deal with what's really going on, to face the truth, to be honest with yourself, um, to be vulnerable. Like, I love that encouragement because I think we're in a world that sometimes it's easy not to do that. A couple other things I wanted to mention, Catalina. Uh, There was a book called The Night in Rusty Armor um, by an author named Robert Fisher that I had read that a mentor had told me to read. And it's a really short little book. And it might even be like a children's story. But it's really cool. And, you know, it's a knight with rusty armor. So when it says lay your armor down, it kind of reminded me of that story. And it's about this knight who has this big armor and he kind of has to go through this journey of like being comfortable taking off his armor. And he thinks that everyone just loves him because he has this beautiful, shiny armor. And, you know, the whole story, I don't want to ruin the book, but he eventually has to learn that, you know, his inner beauty and who he really is without the armor is more attractive than Mm. just the armor. It's a beautiful book. Highly recommend it for children, for kids, for adults, for everyone. And just wanted to give that book uh, a plug. And a good friend of mine just today told me about a song called Unstoppable by Sia. And that has very interesting lyrics. I won't read them all here. Perhaps we'll even do the song. But in that song... Just to paraphrase, a quick and dirty on that song as a bonus special for this one, I think it ties in. It talks about armor as well. So she kind of talks about, you know, I'm going to put on smiles. I'm going to put on my sunglasses. I'm not going to let you see me shed a tear. I'm going to take this town down and I'm going to put my armor on and show you how strong I am. I'll show you who I am. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. And then in the second verse, she kind of says, you know, Break down, only alone I will cry out loud. You'll never see what's hiding out, hiding out deep down. I know I've heard that to let your feelings go is the only way to make friendships grow, but I'm too afraid now. I'm too, yeah, yeah. I put on my armor, I'll show you how strong I am. I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable. Um, and I love it because of the contrast with the song we just did, Catalina, because the song we just did is saying, you know, lay your armor down, you're strong enough, you know, to face that. And she's also saying that, but she's saying she can't handle it. She wants to wear the mask. So I tell Sia to listen to X's <laughs> song, Don't Wait. <laughs> and you see, to save her years of therapy. I do. <laughs> Anyways, anything else you want to say, Catalina? Um, yeah. So there's a quote from Caraba um, about this cover, uh, and I just wanted to read that. So he says, I have always enjoyed covering songs I love by bands I love, and even better when it's a song by friends I love. I've made a habit of doing this my whole career, so you can imagine how moved I was when a band I love, X's, decided to cover my song, Don't Wait. I heard their delicate and sweeping rendition of Don't Wait through a friend, and I remarked to him at the time, I only wish my version was this beautiful. Then X's invited me to be on their version, and I was thrilled. They were patient. I had broken my shoulders and ribs and probably other things, too many to list anyway. So my friends and X's waited until I was well enough to prop myself up to the mic and be a guest on what, in many ways... 
I now consider their song. It was an honor. It is an honor. I know people will fail, will fall in love with this song. And for some, it will be their introduction to the band X's. For those that do discover X's from Don't Wait, I ask only one thing. Please listen to more of their music. You will love it as I do. I promise. He's right on, man. He is right on. I mean, I love their songs. No, they're fantastic. I love her voice. I love it. They kind of call it indie, hippie, something. There's a there's a there's a name they call. I mean, their it's not brand. poppy. It's more soulful than most mm, pop. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. But it's cool. There's so many music and drama and and uh, artists these days that I feel like are in. They're not in one genre anymore. Right. I almost think genres are a little silly. And talk about, so this is us breaking down what we think this song is about, but they have a song called Kane, and it's about, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever break it down because it's sad. It's very sad, but the true story, if you just want to Google it, is super interesting. And I don't know if I've shared it with you, Catalina, but um, I think it was like a pen pal or a friend who she never actually got to meet, but she went to visit the person's family. And she kind of like thinks about the love she could have had with this person. and it, But it's super sad song. And obviously her voice is amazing on that song, like all her songs. And uh, it's really cool. I also want to know if Caraba is the owner of Caraba's Restaurants. Um, <laughs> probably not. But probably you never know. not. You never know. Anyways. I haven't heard anything about <laughs> Dashboard Confessional lead singer owning restaurants. And all the videos they show him going into the restaurant. To be honest <laughs> You never heard of those restaurants? I don't know if they're as big in California, although I think there are some. Anything else, Catalina? I think that's it. Well, this has been fun, Catalina, doing this. And want to thank the band Dashboard Confessional. We want to thank X's, Ali. This was really fun and cool. Until the next song we break down, thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for exploring this song with us. Be sure to listen to all our episodes on Song Exploration.